Hi, and welcome to um, Rogue Podcast. I don't even know the number of the Rogue Podcasts at this point. This is a movie review one, and we are joining uh, Grindpulp Podcast here. I'm Andrew Crevier from the Grindpulp Podcast. I'm Geronimo Brown. Manga Matt. (laughs) And Carol the Cat. And Carol the Cat, and as always, uh, Mia Miyaklo. And tonight we watched... Ouija um, Origins. Origin, Origin of, of Evil. Origin of Evil. Sorry, yes. God. I'm just like, <laughs> I've got like anime on the brain or something. It is a prequel to Ouija that came out in 2014. Um, and <laughs> wow, and we're let's just, just talk about revving what we to think talk of it. about it there. Yeah. So how many people have actually seen, I think we're the only two that have seen the, the actual no, I saw it. After, saw actually, it. I saw it just before. We walked in and saw this one, so my... My your memory head is, like, so is filled with that bad And you're mood. you're awake. That's good. My memory is as sharp and accurate as anybody could possibly be going into this movie. That's why prior knowledge. Matt had his uh, his Red Bull in there with him. He was double fisting the Red Bull. Uh, that was like the third one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because we saw it in well, we saw it in 2014. 2014, yeah. Like, yeah. So and I don't remember much. I just remember it was being bad. bored. Yeah. It was uh, bad. Yeah. It was very bad. Lame yeah. jump scares. Um, it's everything wrong with horror movies today. Really bad CGI effects. Jump scares that lead nowhere. And really loud music. Mm. Oh, for yeah. For no reason. Very much. Also bad actors. Very like, bad actors. Yes. That, that, I do remember <laughs> every, that. Every single one of those actors. I tried looking them up on IMDb. They... Wow. Th- nothing. They... they <laughs> like, they're practic- That doesn't mean they have to be bad actors, man. <laughs> Everybody's gonna start saying <laughs> like, like, no, like none. Of, there's not a there's single no A-lister. Of them, I think is what he's saying. I'm saying pulled I'm into saying, Luigi. I'm, what I'm saying is maybe they all got killed. Maybe they're all underneath the, yeah. the they're in, in the, the basement. Yeah, what I'm right. saying is, is that <laughs> under the stairs or something. That this, I wish this was people under the <laughs> stairs because that's an actually <laughs> good movie. We need oh, to review. That. I actually <laughs> like that. <laughs> but but just to put you in perspective, okay, this movie, nine million dollar budget. The first one, five million dollar budget. This like, movie here, nine million. Yeah, this was nine million. Wow. Yeah. So it's a low budget movie. Uh, yeah. Well, Com- compared with. Well, low. to be fair, this is this is what you expect from Hasbro when they, <laughs> when they this is this is Hasbro like, not giving two fucks. We're not selling enough Ouija boards. Uh, this <laughs> is well to put in perspective. This is the same budget that they gave to. Uh, no wait, I think. Gem and the Holograms oh, wow. was was actually I think. Did you guys see that? It was like no. three to no. five million dollars. I know budget. somebody who has. Matt's on, <laughs> right, Matt? <laughs> well, you know they could have cut the CGI budget here because that yeah. face morphing. What that's, what was that? that well, well that was unnecessary. That, okay, it's, well, let's it's just all start they with had. The, the basic plot line. Yeah, so what's the so plot? if you saw the first one, they were trying to stop Doris. Oh, okay. Um, because they actually find her dead body. Yeah. Oh. Her yeah, body so, under the house. Sweet. Sweet. Um, yeah, so the first movie is, is ba- well, it's y'all's thing, so, so yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 Never mind, I, I wanted to. <laughs> it's been two years since I've seen the film. This one is actually the origin of Doris and her sister and, yeah. and their creepy mother who shows up in the second one. Okay. Although she's not that creepy. She's not that creepy at but, all, uh, no. She's super naive, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and that's it's cool the, because yeah. you know there's they have their little séance scam going, and that's kind of a neat thing to see in the beginning how it's all set up and but then you know weird stuff starts to happen. Right? Of course, and it's around a Ouija board, which you know yeah. you buy off the shelf next to life. 
I mean, I did. Shoots and ladders. I sure did with my allowance. I bought a Ouija board. Was it possessed? No. See, no. that's, that's my favorite. Well, but I mean, see, but have you sure, given it the chance? Sure it. <laughs> Did you look through the plan? I, you know, I didn't do that. Maybe see, you didn't return it. Break Maybe off. it was defective. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is defective. Nobody. That's because you went possessed. to the wrong place. You never buy something cursed from a store. You you buy it from a pawn shop. Usually, there's like an old Asian man there, and he's <laughs> he's selling it right next to the Mogwai and, the, <laughs> right. and and you know all of the you other. You have to play it by yourself the, in the graveyard. The yes. cursed monkey paw. All that other stuff from those Ray Bradbury stories. You know, every rule. The thing, it, to me, it, it seemed intentionally formulaic. Like it was trying to mis use some misdirection, and it was hitting all the beats, going by numbers exactly up until fairly towards the end. Uh, like I was, I was okay with the movie up until uh, the the priest became a central character, and then it became the exorcist. You know, became discount exorcist. And, and, like, and you and I looked at like, each other when he, he, yeah, he where stopped he outside the house. He looks up and like, really? <laughs> We're really doing this right now? Like, And that like, made me feel old because like that was Elliot from E.T. Like 20? Wait, that was Elliot? Yeah. That was Henry Thomas. And I felt, oh my God, that was little Elliot wow. Holy e. crap, that's wow. Elliot. And what was he in more recently? Was he on some American Horror Story or something? Stuff? I don't think he was on American no, Horror Story. He was in a Western recently. He's done some independent movies. Yeah. I can't name any right now. I but. saw him in something. Yeah. I did like the, that they tried to I do the retro was... feel yes. with this film. Yeah. With oh, yeah. The old well, Universal yeah. logo and cigarette burns. Yeah. Um, yeah, the kids in no seatbelts. Yeah, I like. I love it. Also, they go into the restaurant and it's in a constant haze of cigarette smoke, smoke. Even though they can't actually show somebody smoking a cigarette because that because because that's what we did that we don't do that anymore in movies. No, you're just on Mad Men. Yeah. But, um, well, no, Mad Men. They can hold the cigarette. They can they can put it down. They can pick it up. They can. They can light the cigarette. They can't actually puff it. That's what killed the Constantine TV series. I don't know if that's that what killed it. But. It didn't help it. No, 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 no. The, the funny thing about this movie, though, May, is... hold on a second. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What is the funny thing about this? Go ahead. Oh, a scowl. The thing okay, about this... Get... I'm going to see that in my nightmares tonight. The thing... Start now. Not the... The, the thing about this movie, though... Continue. <laughs> is how if you watch if you watch both of these usually when you have a series of movies you feel like there's something gained for having seen all of them like like I don't know you're, you're what right. like there's a payoff like there's references to the past movies there's things that like oh I get that because I saw like Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven right. Jason takes Manhattan and now I'm watching Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight New Blood and it's like they're making a reference but here it's funny because both of these movies rely on some element of surprise some element of twist. In the, in the narrative, in the storytelling, something unexpected happening. And if you watch either one of these movies, you are then immediately spoiled for something that happens if you try to watch the other movie. Because if you watch, if you watch Ouija, because yeah. if you watch Ouija 2014, the, the first one in that movie, 
the whole thing is like the two girls they they you know they try to play Ouija and then and then they're seeing all this spooky stuff happening and then they pull the plancha up and they see like the ghosts they're attacking and then they find you know some some stuff in the attic they find out the previous owner they go to meet Pauline get to the point <laughs> who's in the mental hospital and she tells them about like oh my my sister and mom were into some spooky stuff and so the prequel is unnecessary but no it's I mean, it's it's a good movie, but I'm saying that watching the yeah. watching the first movie, uh, knowing that knowing what happens right. in there, you go into the prequel already knowing, okay, the mom's gonna this die. This is where we're going. The yeah. the the, yeah. the, the, right. the older sister is gonna kill the mom, and that the the sister gets killed and gets her face sewn up. But then if but then the thing is, is that in the in the 2014 Ouija movie. You, the twist is that you think the the older ghost, alert. the alert. older yeah. you think you that think the older mom. ghost woman is the evil spirit and the Sona face girl is trying to is trying to warn her about the creepy mom, but then you find out the twist is that the mom was actually trying to protect uh, everyone from the from the Dolores, yeah. you know, getting out, and the twist is that oh she's the evil. So Demon, now you're and they want to go watch that. Yeah, I know, right? I and know, then right. they Let go. Let me know what you guys think. And then <laughs> they, I'm not going to rewatch it. But like, they go down in the basement. They find her Star. dead body. They they cut the they cut the the strings open on her on her dead body's mouth, which then releases her strength again as a as a as oh. a demon. And I'm saying, if you watch the prequel and then you go and watch this one now. The, the twist, the twist is ruined. Look at, this, look at this face. The twist is ruined because you already know where this is, plot is going. But here's, right. the, here's the thing. I mean, coming in, you know, just with a blank slate, it can stand, stand on its own. I think I mean, we've got Rickrolled here. That's the thing, though, is that... <laughs> yes, we're getting Rickrolled right but, now. But that's, Go ahead. But that's the whole thing with the, with this movie, though, is it's like... it. It's Just better. Focus on this one now, though. It's take, better. Take away from, take the thing, away the thing about Origins of Evil, though, is that it's a better movie for not seeing its one. predecessor. Right, right. The, it's a better movie. Like it's a far better movie. This this movie doesn't. This movie doesn't make seeing make you want to see the. Other. This movie is better if you never see Did the first. Did you and guys see Hush? Yes. Yeah, that's really good. And that's this director that's also. That's also this director. Yes. As opposed to... And I think it's a big... What a change in, in what he's choosing to direct. As but I guess this is more along the lines of maybe Oculus. At yes. least something a little more ghostly. As, a, as opposed to Stephen White, who wrote and directed the first Ouija movie, who we may know him as a director of The Boogeyman, starring <laughs> Aston Kutcher, I believe. And also uh, creator and writer of Da Boom Crew. You, love you keep, me, wanting, wow. you keep okay. wanting to talk about the first one. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. I mean, I thought the story was great. Um, and like you said, Matt, when the story kind of shifted to the priest, to me, I thought it was funny when he comes, when, uh, what was the older sister's name? Lena. Pa Paulina? Lena. 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 Oh, so Lena. 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 We are definitely just spoiling this for whoever listens. <laughs> yeah, spoiling. Yeah, we are. So when, so when Lena brings the, the letters that she saw her sister write, and he comes back to the house and he has the, the exorcist moment, like, to me, it was like, all the rest of the, 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 the build-up to the rest of the movie, to me, built up to that point. Now it's like, game on at that point. And yeah, it was I cool, because right. at that point, 
it, 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 it actually got into something you can sink your teeth in, the backstory. You hear about this German um, guy that come, came over and, you know, he continued his, his crazy experiments. And, you know, just to me, once it took that turn, you know, I was sold, you know, because I felt like it was kind of a, like I said, by the numbers formulaic. Yeah, it, it kind of took a while to get there. It's like, hey, we... But I think that was like intentional, a... though. That, that's my yeah. point. I think it was intentional to get you the... You know, you know, paint by numbers, and all of a sudden, you know, it was setting you up for that big, you know, punch in the gut where you're like, oh shit, like, you know, oh now he's got to go. And, and funny because it reminded me of the other exorcist with Dominion when he has to crawl through the tunnel. You know, the whole time I'm thinking like, and there was a lot of parallels between the between the exorcists. So it was cool. Like, I, 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 to me, the end didn't really, really, really hit home. I, I what are some of your thoughts? Um, I do like I said, I did like the retro feel to it. I like the fact that they were going for that. 1960s, 1970s feel to the film. Yeah, just actual visual feel to the film. Absolutely. Um, I thought the acting was okay. I thought that the older girl, Lena, was really good. Mm. Um, the younger girl had moments where it was like, oh, honey. Look, when you're dealing with child actresses, yeah. like, it can get so much worse. Well, yeah. <laughs> Especially but when, Actresses, specifically? I said young child oh, actresses. Actress, so, so with yeah, the boys, it's fine? With the, boy, the boys are just fine? He's well, I'm, okay, just, I'm not, just hold on a second. I'm just saying because it was an actress. Like, okay, a, go ahead. <laughs> but when you have her acting against Henry Thomas, who probably gave one of the best child performances ever uh, in E.T. <laughs> well, he also had Steven Spielberg, who's True. known for working really <laughs> with well with kids. with lesser-known actors and also kids. So, but, I mean, yeah, there were times when her performance just really kind of fell flat for me. Yeah. Particularly when she was giving large monologues. Yeah. Look, look, all right, Modern Family took all the good child actors. There's there's no more left in Hollywood. They're all on Modern Family. Well, it's the writing, though. You yeah. Know, at some point... You know, to your point, like she kind of lost her naivete pretty early, and once she started hamming it up, it kind of like at that point she wasn't scary anymore. You know, yeah. because I was focused more on you know, I was like, well, I can't really take her serious. And it was weird because as she started getting campier and campier, the mom just kept getting more and more aloof at the same time, and it's like this weird dynamic with the older sister leaning in the middle. You know, it kind of you know, it's kind of weird mix right there. Yeah. Um, I was trying to judge this just as a scary movie, and mm. it was not scary. It was yeah, it, it was funny uh, and funny and time. There was that good. one. There was that one scene where they're in the basement, and the guy is like reaching his arm in, and she's like over in the corner, and she's doing like the creepy pasta pasta yeah. face, and. Yeah, I no, felt, no I joke. Felt Matt's like no joke. <laughs> Matt was getting into <laughs> no joke. That uh, for me, that because it was uh, I was focused on the center, and she was like right off the corner. Like the second my my eyes kind of wander, and I was oh, shh. like, I'll admit that was it. Did that it, it got got a one, of times. It got me good one time. It did not get me good there. It got me when. Um, and that body was dropped, and mm. and like yeah. and, and like I like that one because. Film. Because that that at least it didn't feel cheap. When that stuff started happening, cheap. though, it started feeling, for me, kind of like a fun haunted house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not. It was not a good scary it, it movie. Like, it looked it almost was like fun. a play, almost. Like like how how his body was in, in relation into the space. Like you're you're saying that like. It, it really had that haunted house feel. Like, like when he drops yeah. down and he grabs her again, and like a bunchy boyfriend. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, I know. That I was hilarious. I know. I can't. Like it wanted it. 
like it was it wanted to be a poltergeist haunted house movie but it also wanted to be an exorcist movie and it's like but if you're coming in cold turkey and you make money but that's what i'm saying to your point like if you're coming in you have no idea you hadn't seen the original uh story the original movie this is pretty awesome and like i said at the end it had that roller coaster effect that you were like Oh man, like I wouldn't. I don't think it's pretty awesome. I mean, it was pretty good. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. saying like if you if you had, I mean, you just go and see a random horror movie. To me, it was a good ending. Or, it was it was a it was a for a, a flick that I would be ha- happy to see. I wouldn't be like, this is like I can't believe I fucking spent my money on this. <laughs> if this is two, now we have to check off the explicit thing on the. No, if this is okay. yeah. this is two p.m. <laughs> if this was two p.m. on a weekday on TNT, you're home. Sick and like there's nothing else on. <laughs> no, that's when you watch Dust Till Dawn three, The Hangman's Daughter. <laughs> oh. hey, there's no, there's few things sadder than than a man alone in his room watching From Dust Till Dawn Part Three. Oh, I did enjoy but, your From Dust Till Dawn podcast. But uh, sweet, it was long winded. <laughs> and and some enjoyable. of us did a little more work than than necessary, and we're not, <laughs> we're not way more. Treated fairly for our contributions. Well, uh, I thank you personally for all your research efforts. I try. I try Manga to Matt. add something to it other than okay. So if we're giving this a letter grade. It's, mm. it's a for for what the thing is for what it is for being nine million dollars. I give it a C. What, yeah, what you gonna give? Me? Yeah, don't. For, for being nine million dollars, and for, for what it is, I'm and for just for being, what it is, Matt, and the fact that this is based <laughs> off of a board game, <laughs> the fact that this is a prequel, the fact that this is also produced by Michael Bay, and it turned out this well, I, like a C plus, C plus, you you get. All right. Um, <laughs> was it? It wasn't terribly like Andrew. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'll give it a B minus. Okay, Carol. I was hitting for B minus. I mean, okay. it's not something that's going to keep me awake at night because paranormal does not keep me awake at night. But it had a couple good jump scares. It was, you know, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the jump scares and I, and I liked the setting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I gave it a B. I mean, honestly, okay. to me, when I had the backstory and the context and the whole story, I mean, like I said, I was coming in blind, didn't know anything about the first movie. But to me. You know, having the story when they went into the, the back room and they actually saw, you know, the the torture, you know, devices and you, you know, the records playing and the priest is in there, you know, and then when he comes out, you know, he, he you know, uh, I don't want to get, I guess we kind of spoiled it already, yeah. but to me it was just, we'll a, it was, yeah, it was a fun, yeah. it was a fun Definitely. ride, yeah. it was a fun ride. Also, Andrew, the what, the fact, <laughs> one other yes. thing to consider is that this is PG thirteen, and consider for a moment. What was the last PG-13 horror movie that you and me went and saw together? The Poltergeist remake. Now you guys need to go to the movies more often. This was much better than that. Yeah. So, so. But as there's no way that you can ever sew somebody's mouth shut by just stabbing them in the face. I know that was getting to me because as someone who sews, I was like, no, you really have to pinch that together. (laughs) Where's the thread? Yeah, she can't be screaming, you know, (laughs) mouth I was was expecting the dad to be pulling those guys off of her as she's doing it. That was pretty useless. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) Yeah, the dad didn't even need (laughs) that. Look, all right, if you ever saw Bill Cosby, you would know exactly what you can and can't do as a ghost dad. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so on that note. That's why we have Daniel back. We're going to end the podcast on Ghost Dad. Oh, thank you, Brian Paul guys, for coming. Thank you oh, for having us. Yes, yes. 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 thank you. All right. And that's it. We're going we're gonna to end now. Oh, we're going to sign off and um, let us know if you've seen it and what you think. Mm. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Maybe we'll sign Good night. Peace. Good night.